Hello, welcome everyone to another episode of our podcast, Expert Dispatch. Today, it's a full team of us and have a special guest, the soul of every party. Kasia, welcome. Thank you. Hello, hello. How's it going? It's good. I'm just after a party, so <laughs> this episode is going to be slower than usual. I think you will have, but thank you for having me, for sure. I really appreciate your job, guys, with the podcast. How many episodes you listen to? Or... I listen to all of them, not the last one. What yeah, so if you, know, if, you know, if you know what we're talking about, just tell about yourself uh, briefly. Background, all the stuff. Background, all the stuff. So, yeah, my name is Kasia. I'm 24, 25 this year. I am in Netherlands for now two years. And before that, I was in Poland. Ah, yeah, because I'm from Poland, Warsaw. Born and raised. And I was doing my bachelor there. Then I worked for one year because COVID hit and I couldn't come here before. I think you also lived for some time in Barcelona. Yeah, I went for Erasmus Exchange for almost seven months to Barcelona when I was at my bachelor course. And then I worked for one year, but it was just because COVID hit and I was really prepared to come here earlier, but mm. I couldn't. Can you tell us what did you study in Poland for your bachelor's and then what did you choose here? And so I did my bachelor in uh, international business. It was management with the specialization international business. It's super uh, general. <laughs> I still don't remember what I learned there, but what I remember was sustainability course. And that's why I decided to go for a master connected more with that because my teacher there was super good. I really like her. Still, I'm in touch with her. So yeah, I decided to go for any type of sustainability course. I was thinking mostly about Spain because I really enjoy Barcelona, but there was not like very good and specific course. I was like, yeah, it's what I want to do. So I started looking, I did a huge research on studies. Also Copenhagen, there was a lot of nice courses. I love Copenhagen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We just went there. Great place. Yeah, and I found this one. Sounds like perfect match for me. Then at the end, if I'm like super satisfied with the course itself, I don't know. I met good people. Mm -hmm. And I finished with the master here with you guys. I got the job even before graduating. And yeah, I'm doing that now. Staying here for sure. Moving again. <laughs> when you were living in Poland, did you always wanted to go somewhere else? Yes. I knew it from the beginning. From even for my bachelor, a lot of people in Warsaw, in my circle of people, they went for bachelor all over the world. And I was already super jealous at the time, but I didn't know at all on bachelor what I wanted to do. And this international business sounds like super good. <laughs> yes. So that's what I was like, okay, let's try. I but after I finished bachelor, it was like straight ahead. I was sure I needed to ready, go. ready to go. Yeah. 
It's um, actually a quite interesting detail that four of us, in a way, are all Eastern Europeans uh, right now, sitting in one room. Yeah, Tilly is looking at me amused, uh, surprised. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah, Tina spent some time both in Russia and in Poland, and she can speak Polish fluently. Fluently. You can exchange your phrases for uh, Polish listeners. I know. Sure. And jak tam stara? Lecz dobrze. Może ktoś zrozumie? Trochę żartów? Zapraszamy Polaków do wysłuchania. Dobre, dobre. Anyway, we just wanted to highlight it because I think for a lot of progressive people from the Eastern Europe, there is kind of a mindset of wanted to explore other countries, other parts of the Europe at least, maybe the world. So yeah, I think we are on the same page here. And yeah, when do you... You arrived in the Netherlands. Have you been here before, by the way, before studying? Yeah, yeah. I came here for a trip. I saw a lot of Netherlands. I just came on a car from Poland to here. So it was my Euro trip. It was in 2015 or 16. And I remember standing in really close to the Red Bridge, like in the old town, with this view on this Red Bridge. And I was like, I kind of like this city, <laughs> but at this moment I didn't know that I'm going to be back. And then maybe four like, years after I'm here and I'm super happy that I chose Rotterdam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like one of the best cities I could, you know, see and I will never do that if I'm not before master. I love Rotterdam as well. I think although the architecture is a little different compared to other Dutch cities, it's very different. Rotterdam has its own vibe, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so modern and I know it just has a younger more like vibe. Absolutely. First of all, it's the most un- non-Dutch city and due to the fact that during the World War it was uh, very heavily bombed uh, just within a couple of days. And uh, even if you look outside, actually, I mean, there are some red spots yeah. which indicate the um, places of bombs falling so yeah i think 78 years ago the whole scenery was very different and yeah it's a very modern city very unusual a little bit north american vibe maybe even middle east <laughs> what i want to add to that is that i love rotterdam and i think it's also because it's super similar one time to time to warsaw mm, it's it? really there are some places like the roundabout or like really like sometimes I was like oh, back in my place I'm back in my place and also when my friend uh, came to visit me they also told me like there is like this kind of vibe of the city which is super similar to what yeah because it was being rebuilt at the same yeah. time Poland was like in a completely different uh, environment it's actually strange that uh, you guys were like under the USSR rule and uh, I think it because of this randomness building because in Warsaw also is like you will walk and then something suddenly it's gonna show up the difference between Rotterdam and Warsaw is that Rotterdam was totally rebuilt mm-hmm. in the new way what street is where they totally changed that and Warsaw is rebuilt on what was like they didn't change any mm-hmm. plans and stuff coming back chronologically when you arrived here yeah like what was your first experience in terms of Finding a place, I remember you shared some stories at uh, just maybe the beginning of the studies and everything. So I came here and I first I wanted just to stay a little bit in Amsterdam because I have a very close friend there. But because I couldn't find anything here, I stayed at her place for almost two months. <laughs> so traveling to school, first classes and stuff, I missed a lot of integration because I was always in Amsterdam. But after two months, I moved to the south of Rotterdam 
because of my friends, uncles, uncles, friends. I don't even know how they were connected, but they have a friend <laughs> who had a house in the south. But yeah, it was one month, not even, I think. It was tough and I really needed to change it super fast because I was not happy. I was living with 40 years old people and yeah, no, I want to go back there. So super immediately I jumped looking for another place and I found, so I moved there and I think it was December last year, and, but I was living alone. So not the best, I will say I'm changing now. Did you say not the best? Yeah, it's just like after one year living by myself, I was kind of... I want to move in. <laughs> so I really wanted to move with someone and then... Oh, oh so sorry. I, I thought you were talking about the current place because the current place is really good. No, current place. I love my current place. And I live with my best friend from Poland. Cannot mm -hmm. be better. But also in September, I'm living again. <laughs> Amsterdam this time. But it's because of the job, right? Yeah, Premier. it's only because of the job. This girl is actually... Um, a little bit crazy in the way that she's been traveling to Amsterdam every other day during the winter, no matter what the weather is. Actually, this week we had a pretty severe storm yeah, in the morning, rush hour. Yeah, uh, I still go. They put me out on the ski pole because the trains were not working. So I needed to try taxis, even within the storm. Did my best. <laughs> but yeah. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can stop. No, you know, you don't have choice. I could feel you just need to go like no other option. But did you mention no. this strange neighbors of yours at first, like when you lived for a couple of weeks or something? Yeah, yeah, the first roommates I had. It wasn't the first uh, Rotterdam place I went. Yeah, it was just random, you know, like totally different words, I would say. Yeah, because it's not the first time I hear of like just experience people when they're moving in the random people. I wanted to ask it in the, in the end, but maybe it will warm up our conversation. What do you think about Polish people living here around, like in general? Because, I mean, some of them, like maybe a lot of them are coming for like kind of labor jobs. And uh, yeah, I, I had some neighbors which were acting not very polite. I heard that Polish people are not P9-cist here. But I don't know a lot of them, so I literally live in the south with a couple of them, but honestly in Rotterdam I don't have any Polish friends. I don't know any Polish people by myself, so that's what I cannot say. Yeah, it's cool that you're sticking with the international circle. I, I do have some Russian friends and yeah, I don't avoid them, but also <laughs> I tried not to stick to the Russian community, if there is some, because, yeah, it's always better to experience with a diverse company. It's not that I'm avoiding, it's it's not my, it was not my plan. I just literally didn't find them, they didn't find me. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I think there's a big difference between the people who are coming, like, as a young professionals uh, slash, like, highly educated people, and this kind of labor people, because I used to live for a few months in the south, the part of Rotterdam, mm -hmm. and I had four or five Polish supermarkets around. Do you remember how you met us uh, for the first time you yes because you were just random who <laughs> came to me speaking <laughs> polish and i was like <laughs> you like, thought i was the only polish and you also told me from the first we don't know each other and you kind of asked me about when is my birthday and i told you and you were like virgo okay and we're gonna be good and but you guys i don't know i think I, we just start partying in the ice because we already were integrated where? And we start partying in the F building. Oh, yeah. 
I just start coming for the parties. Of the course, Friday beers, that's where you make your old friends, honestly. Those were the days. Still are. Yeah, so you said that you found a job even before graduation, so you didn't have a chance to have some rest after. I think you, fi you were finishing your thesis already, you were working, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took the last deadline because I was like, no way I'm gonna finish my thesis within the summer. So yeah, no. how, how did you find your current job so quickly? Yeah, tell us about the process. I honestly, I was super lucky or I'm super talented. It <laughs> <laughs> literally took me super short. Also, my company is still very quick in recruiting. I started sending CVs around July, still during writing the thesis. And I sent literally three, maybe four. And they called me the next day. And I went through interviews because there was like three stages. I need to go to the company. I think now I really like what I'm doing. But I think at the moment when they got me, I was like, I just should take it. Because in that lens, I heard so many stories how hard it is to find something. So I was kind of scared and I just took this job just to have it. Yeah, but also you were not dependent on visa because you have a yeah. passport. So that yeah. was like not a very big concern mm. for you. No, but in general, I needed proper job. I, I think it's it's really important to mention that your job requires fluent Polish. You basically work with the Polish yeah. market. I'm working in Polish. That's awesome. That's so nice. Still, of course, I'm speaking a lot of English and stuff, but all of my job is literally in Polish. Speaking of languages, I want to ask you, what's the level of English in Poland? And how did you learn English? I have a lot of American family from my mom's side. Really? And English was always present in my life. My parents, when I was a kid, they were doing those weekends when they were just talking to me and my brother in English. Oh, nice. Always movies. I was surrounded. I love singing and I was always singing all of Rihanna, Beyonce and everything. And I literally, I think it helped me so much. But when it goes to Poland, Warsaw, yes, I would say my friends are good in English, but not all Poland. And now our friend Yasha, I met with him in Poland. He's there for six months. He's from Luxembourg. And I just asked him, hey, how do you like it and stuff? And he said, yeah, Kasia, everything is good. But the language barrier is so big because you're realizing that even people in like shop, you cannot communicate in English. Mm -hmm. So even if Warsaw, you will go to supermarket, you will have any problem there and the girls will not speak English. But on the other hand, it fosters you to come out of your comfort zone yeah. and learn the new language. Yeah. Maybe you can share with us a bit more about your job duties, just in general, what it requires, what you usually do. So I'm a trader of environmental commodities. So any kind of financial product that is coming out of renewable energy. <laughs> and it's mostly sales. So you just need to have the skills of talking and pursuing people from one side and another. Not only to ask people to, to sell something, but also you need to push a lot on the people to buy something. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when the fun starts and that's what I think I enjoyed this job. Yeah, I'm always in the middle. So I'm always needing to find producer, green, renewable energy producer, and the end consumers. Mostly the biggest companies that are doing the biggest shit in this world. 
Yeah, I just have a question. I think especially after you get to know Polish market better, it's not means hard to find a potential consumer with the fluent language, but how you're looking for the production side? So this job at the beginning was super hard, but it was annoying because the only thing for almost two months, I was just sending emails and calling randoms and saying what I'm doing. And in Poland, a lot of those guys were like, oh, there is nothing like someone in the between. So we were first one way of calling and stuff. So at the beginning, I remember it was hard. But how I'm looking for them, you just Google the renewable energy producer. And in Poland, for example, the biggest guys who are doing that are not Polish companies. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, asset managers of huge companies, you know, the biggest European producers. And yeah, you just need to find a person. So you need to spend a lot of time to look exactly for a person who is doing <clears throat> the same as you. It's very fast-growing market, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. In Poland especially. Yeah. It is very big. What's your strategy in pursuing someone in buying your environmental commons? I know it's your secret, but maybe some general tips that you have that help you to... You need to discuss, you need to discuss weather and children's family, right? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, for sure, I will say, and I really, like, now I see after a lot of months, now I have established clients. So I don't even look for new ones. And with those established, I will say just be kind because it really helps so much if you're really nice to people on the phone. And yeah, asking about the weather, about kids, because they want to see you as a human at the end. Mm-hmm. And of course, I have some shitty clients, which I hate to talk with. And I just need to do my job and stuff. But I will for sure say that also within my company, I see how it is totally different for... You know, different strategies people have for sales. Mm-hmm. And I literally just realized a couple of days ago because I did this one one transaction. I think financial environment is just cleaning to be pushing a lot. And yeah, don't be too angry for sure, but like pushing, pushing, pushing and make people be annoying sometimes. Be annoying. But because you know they need this, like they need to buy this product, mm-hmm. and the end they're gonna call you back. Like even mm-hmm. if you will be ten times ignored and stuff, just push, 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 push buy it, spam, spam. Because you're not just selling something; you're basically coming to them and you're helping them out in a way. Because yeah, like I think markets cannot exist without the middlemen's. Like mm. they need us, yeah. and the buyers need us, and the sellers need us. Because they're too lazy and this market is too big for them to do what I'm doing. And my job is literally just to give them on the table what they know. Mm-hmm. What. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about your future plans. Would you like to stay in your line of business, you know, the sales? Or do you want to switch? Are you planning to stay in the country as well? Uh, so when it goes to my career, I know I want to stay in the energy sector for sure. I see a lot of future for the renewable energy sector, <laughs> but who knows? It's such a big and interesting area that I for sure is just going to do that. I don't want to be a f- trader anymore. I'm going to do one more year because I'm, j- I'm enjoying Yeah, I love it. But two years and I'm going to be probably exhausted because it's, it's just stressful work and mm-hmm. I'm a very peaceful person, so mm-hmm. I cannot have too much stress in my life. So for sure, I'm just going to wait until my contract ends for apartment because I'm just renting right now a new place in Amsterdam. I just want to live there for like one year and then I'm just going to go and travel around 
in the world. Like I know where, but not exactly, you know, <laughs> one way ticket somewhere for three up to six months, just traveling and seeing what I wanted to do because I know energy sector is for me. It's just my personal interest. But what to do? I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a good plan. You're mentioning South America. Yeah. I really want to go over. I don't know why I never been. How good is your Spanish? No, I studied Spanish for three years. It was kind of good. I went to Barcelona and was speaking very Spanish, Catalonian Spanish. But then, you know, life happened, COVID happened, and you stop learning another language. And yeah. How is it Dutch? <laughs> Okay, this one I didn't even start it. <laughs> I know it's bad, but you know, like my studies, guys, like we didn't have any Dutch person. Once. So, oh yeah, one or oh, one. But he, he, he dropped out. In yeah. The oh, so super international environment at the uni, and then my job is in Polish, so I literally don't need Dutch at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you're, do you're not planning to stay there no. for a long time because maybe you'll come back, but at first you want to travel. I think I think my journey with Netherlands is gonna finish with three years. I'll be super happy with having mm -hmm. three years in Netherlands and doing yeah. something else. Do you have a certain country in Latin America where you want to go? Argentina for sure. Argentina, oh, good Argentina and Chile. But I'm gonna do all of them, honestly. Like I'm going there for three to six months, so I'm gonna do all of them. Maybe I'll find there a job in the energy sector. Who knows? Oh, and maybe I'll just stay there. But for first couple of months, I'm just traveling. I really don't care about the economic mm -hmm. situation of this country. Yeah, f fair enough. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about the Dutch way of life. How do you like it here in terms of social life and going out? Yeah, I really enjoy my social life here. I really met wonderful people because when I came here, I didn't know anyone. So I needed to mm -hmm. build this web That's again i still i don't have any dutch friends i literally have my boss who is dutch that's all from this perspective i just treat netherlands as the most international experience i ever had mm -hmm. and i honestly think that even if i'll move to any other place i will never have this internationality yeah. because yeah. our master was 100 with 20 countries in one course so i really enjoy and i really love rotterdam i love netherlands itself i think it's a beautiful country there is a lot of things to do at the end downside for me honestly just winter <laughs> which is funny because i'm from poland so it's she would be worse but for example two years ago our first winter it was so nice here i was so happy i was like yeah poland sucks <laughs> netherlands are better i was like calling my friends and telling them how like winter is nice here but this year awful it was very cold this one was disaster. It was depressing. It was depressing. It was the worst period of my time when I was in Netherlands. So that I was saying, but there is no, nothing else for me to complain about. Okay. Wrapping up our episode, would you guys uh, like to maybe yeah. ask one more question each? Yeah. I just in general, yeah, it's pretty obvious uh, that you're open to new possibilities. You want to explore new countries you don't know where you're gonna end up uh, end up so you it's very cool that still you're keeping this open mindset but you also mentioned you kind of feel you already know that it will be very hard if not impossible to find such a big circle of international people and friends as you did in rotterdam it's like don't you have any doubts about maybe staying here like any kind of worries 
No, no, I have this plan in my mind. Like, I'm telling you, three years for me, it was super nice. I'm super happy that I met everyone. I have the best time, but three years, it's enough. I'm yeah. 24, I need to explore until I can. Yeah, it sounds like a legit plan. Good luck with that. We all wish you that. You guys want to have something? I'd like to thank our guest for coming today and sharing the story. It was really interesting to know even I, knowing you for two years, learned some new things about you, about your journey. It's very inspiring how you keep your mind open and throw yourself out there and see what happens. I think it's a good approach in life in order to broaden your horizons. Thank you so much and wish you all the best. Absolutely. Thank you. I also would like to thank you for coming today and um, with uh, your travel to Latin America. I really want this to happen to you. So um, the there is no other option. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah. Uh, thank you in Polish. Thank you. 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 Stay tuned, guys. Bye-bye.